This is Beard Today, Beard Tomorrow. We're here at uh, Innerborough, NYC in Brooklyn. Uh, very up, happy to be here as Team Spanos. I'm with... Uh, Hey, you piece of shit. That's my boy <laughs> right there. That's a Padrino and with Darwin's yeah. Theory of Beer. Uh, Darwin's Theory of Beer. What's up, guys? Happy to be here in Tomorrow, Brooklyn. Absolutely. It's Bushwick, right? Bushwick? Well, a couple of years ago, they would have called it Bushwick. I think yeah. now it's East Williamsburg. Oh, I think. oh come yeah. on. Yeah. 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 Gen- gentrification. gentrification. That's what happens. That's what happens. But uh, we're very, very happy to be here. This is one of the uh, premier uh, up-and-coming breweries in all of New York. So we're very, yeah, very happy definitely. to be here in, in, uh, in Tomorrow yeah. in Brooklyn on a very snowy, cold, cold day. shitty day, Shitty bro. fucking weather day. Out here. Yeah, I picked out the here. worst day to drive. That's for sure. Definitely. You did. You did. Have a feel. You'll be all right, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our big snowfall of the This is the, the best year. time to drink and drive, by the way. Way. They can't tell if you're fucking drunk or not. I'm yeah. sliding all over the road anyway. <laughs> you're swerving. I mean, it could be, it's, just, it's just the it's, snow, it's right? It's just the snow. It's just the snow. It's the snow. Yeah, man. Happy to be here with you guys. I mean, what's going on? Well, this is our first show of uh, 2017. See? This is. Happy and New Year's, guys. Happy New Year's. Yeah. Happy New Year's. Where's my present? I gave you the present right in the cab. It's right under the table. Hey, 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 what the hey. fuck was whoa, that? Whoa, that easy sounded boss. bad. No, no, no. It was a, I, I had a few beers that, that, I, that I threw them for New Year's. Uh-huh. Um, that's all that was. And a hand job, and, whatever. Um, and here, and here we fucking are. And um, we uh, we're here with uh, with an esteemed representative from from Interboro. Would you like to uh, introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Jesse from Interboro. How you doing, okay. Jesse Ferguson, the brewer, founder, distiller, bartender. Later on tonight. Yeah. So I love it. Everything. Glad yeah. you made it, Jesse. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, let, let's get right. Better into late it. than never, right? And yeah. That's exactly. Absolutely. Cheers. So let's get right into it. Um, well, what are you drinking in front of you, first you know, of all, Spanos? That's, that's what I, I want. I'm, you have something I'm, delicious there? I'm drinking their stout, which I really like. Like, in my mind, this is like a sessionable stout because it's only, I think, about 5.5%. But this is so flavorful. It's, it's simple yet flavorful, and, and it's everything I want in a stout. And the great thing about it is you can drink these one after the other, and you'll still yeah. be relatively What's okay. What's the name of this beer here? This uh, approved. approved, yes. So this approved is meant to be sort of like a real, um, yeah, very basic straightforward stout that um, is sessionable at five and a half percent has has a very complex malt bill a lot of brown malt so it's got a lot of a lot of uh um uh, so brown malt is not roasted as deeply as as like a chocolate or a coffee or a, a black malt that would be full uh make give it the opacity or the lack of opacity give it the the total blackness that that uh, has the brown malt gives it like more of like a burnt bread or um, just a, a, a deepness of roast and then so it's a lot of brown malt and then enough black malt or, or I use roast barley to get it you know all the way so you can't see through it so you approve I, I, I approve 100% and there's approve almost like approved? There, there's <laughs> almost like a beauty in the simplicity like I, I, re, I was surprised because when I when we first came here I was really kind of expecting a lot of like you know, having never been here, high, like, hop-profile beers. And when I saw this on the menu, because I am I am a, kind of a big stout guy, so I had to get this. And I, nice. and I was very pleased with this. Nice. I, I really like this. What Ooh, you got over there, you. Max? I am drinking Premier. Nice. Word. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's delicious. Really, I had is, that earlier. I like this. It's really well-balanced. I do like it. Very juicy, but a little hoppy on the other side, too. It's really good. I like this a lot. It, it, 
Reminds sort me of, of reminds Mad Fat yes, Fluid, right? Yes, I was just about to say yeah, that. I missed kinda, that beer, by the way. It kind of reminds me of Mad Fat Fluid. Did you get to have any of that? Oh, yeah, of course I did. Oh, I've had plenty of that. A lot of that, yes. I had cans. We took cans home, yes. Forget about it. No, so Premier was the first beer we ever we put in cans. So it's Premier because it was it was Premier. Right. Nice. Okay, got it. Nice. I get it. It works. Yeah, and then came the next episode. Um But yeah, so Premier is... Which is also delicious next episode. Citra Mosaic Galaxy. So it's sort of like sticking with tried and true hop profile um and it's uh it's a really simple malt bill of pilsner in vienna and cool. fermented out with american ale yeast to give uh like a, a pretty neutral yeast profile so there's wow. not a lot of character from the yeast in there other than just a nice clean finish and um yeah it was just sort of meant to be sort of you know, a first shot on on like let's make a let's make a really good solid IPA. Um, this is the batch we this we kegged Monday maybe today's what okay. yeah today's Saturday so yeah we kegged it on Monday and Tuesday so it's super nice. fresh wow really fresh, nice yeah. nice awesome. uh, this, this batch is all draft I know that, uh, we're not gonna do any cans of this for the for now and then um, eventually maybe we'll bring it back in cans cool please do nice nice yeah. and, and I want to take this home. Yeah. <laughs> and Dawn, what are you? Growlers, so you know. There you go. You take some home. Damn it. And Don, what are you? What, what are you drinking? I'm drinking base in your face. In your what? In base your in face. your face. Oh yeah. yeah. Delicious. It's a dipper. I, you know, it's uh, seven point nine percent. Is that correct? Yeah. Delicious so, stuff that we have over here. I mean, very hey, nice. Going down the list. Yeah. So you know, let me let me get right into. It. So what, um, what inspired you to even get into brewing? What inspired? I, you know, I started home brewing at a time in my life where I was had just really gotten really interested in barbecue and was and was like getting into like dry rubs and and I was you know I've always been a little bit of a cook and and wanted to like I've always wanted to explore cooking and and I'm a, I like I like meat yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> Pause. So, so I, I like I like to you know braise and slow cook and and you know sort of complexity of, and was I think maybe just learning a little bit about complexity of flavor that yeah. came from that and I also like to drink beer and cool. a buddy of mine Absolutely. and I Chris, um, we had, I had met the guys at Six Point. And okay. I met the guys at Six Point. I'm going to ramble right now for a second. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I met the guys at Six Point at a, at a bar in the West Village called the Kettle of Fish, which I was like, I were regular at. My wife grew up right around there, and we would go there all the time. And uh, we were hanging out one night. I used to have two roommates from, from Wisconsin. It was a UW versus Minnesota football game. And okay, I think right. it was a snowy day. Not many people there. There were these dudes in like the back room just drinking a ton of beer and getting drunk and and they were also wisconsin fans and i was with two wisconsin fans and we met them and they were it was it was the owner of six point and a bunch of his buddies who were brewers of six point and they were like you're drinking our beer here they just kept bringing us pictures of it nice so i met them that way and then i went down and visited the brewery and um, and they were I was like, could I buy a keg? And they were like, yeah, you could buy a keg. And then my buddy and I discovered what a jockey box was. And we were and my buddy's a real like tinkerer, you know, like mm-hmm. engineer kind of guy. He's like, we could build a jockey box. We could buy kegs from them, and then we could have a bar in my kitchen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like what your buddy thinks. And, and we were and so and we found there was a there was a hardware store out in Long Island. Um, 
drawing a blank on the name right now, but he sold parts, mm -hmm. like my buddy found on the internet, he sold the parts to build a jockey box, and we went out there, borrowed a car from somebody, <laughs> and got out there, and then we're like buying the parts to put the jockey box, and the owner came out and was like, what are you guys doing? We're like, oh, we're building, we're gonna build a jockey box so we can have draft beer, and he's like, oh, that's cool, and he totally helped us like pick, like get the coil and the draft and all that stuff, and then in the meantime, the place had homebrew. It was called Carps. That's what the name of the place was. Carps Hardware Carps. Store. But shout had, out to Carps. Shout out to Carps. He, he had a, if they're still around. He had a, uh, a home in the back of the hardware store. He sold homebrew supplies. Oh shit! And we were like, "You, you can make beer." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, you know this, you know." And so, my my, my buddy lived with my sister-in-law, my now sister-in-law, and um, and we were like. She was like, I want to, we should get him a homebrew kit for his birthday. And I was nice. like, yeah, that'd be sweet. And so we bought him a homebrew kit. And then he and I brewed one beer and then another beer. The first beer tasted like bananas. The yeah. second beer tasted like apples. And then within a year, we were, we were like, yeah. we had like a production How long ago was this, Jesse? This is before my son was born, so this is probably nine years ago, nice. ten wow. or ten years ago. And are are you a New Yorker or? From I, grew I, know you said I, I grew up in Colorado. Okay. Uh, okay. But I moved here. I've been here now since '95, okay. I guess. Okay. So cool. twenty. And you're a football years. fan, right? Correct. No, I don't. I don't. I don't no. pay attention to the NFL at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Yankee fan. Although, although, although I got something I can say, even that it'll like in in '86, I rooted for the Red Sox. Oh God! Because but there's a reason. I mean, like this interview is over. I grew up in Colorado, right? My dad, my uncle lived in Poughkeepsie. Okay. Colorado never had baseball, right? Right. I mean, this way predates the Rockies. Yeah. Right. And so when I was probably, I don't know, third grade or fourth grade, we came to Poughkeepsie to visit my uncle. He brought us down to go to a Yankee game. I had three cousins. The older cousin and the younger cousin were both Yankee fans. The middle cousin was a Met fan. I became a Yankee the fan. The smart one. I was a fifth grader. The <laughs> smart one. I was a fifth grader with a Yankee starter in yeah, Colorado. Nice. Before they still make those? No. No. Starter jackets? Starter jackets? Do you remember those? Yeah, I, remember I remember those. I had a Charlotte Hornet I, I had a Nick starter jacket. <laughs> yeah, I, had, I, had, I think I had I a Giants I was a fifth starter. grader in, in Loveland, Colorado with a Yankee wow. starter and wow. a Yankee fitted. Like, I made wow. my dad find a place where I could get that a Yankee awesome. fitted. So, I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there who think I'm just a bandwagon Yankee fan, but yeah. I was Yan I used to right away yeah. to the Yankees and get autographed pictures of Mattingly, oh, wow. Randolph, nice. Henderson, Winfield. I mean, like, all of them. Like, nice. That, the pictures. The pe nobody would even remember their name anymore. I had autographed pictures. I hung them on my wall. They were all stamps. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they autographed my ass. That's awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway... Um, yeah, I'm not a football fan. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Giants, by the way. Let's they play tomorrow. Giants. Sure, I mean, sure. Hope we beat those cheeseheads we'll tomorrow. See. That's going to be a, that's Wait, a tough ask. Yeah. yeah. Wild card tomorrow against the Packers. Exactly. This digit is definitely over. He's about to root for the Packers. He almost said it. Well, I, I, honestly, it. I think it's a tough game. I think the Packers are going to win. I want, uh, the, I want the Giants to win, out. but I, I don't, I don't Listen, think they Listen, Giants took them out. I think the last two times they won the Super Bowl. So wait, does this go live after the game so whatever uh, your prognostication will be like yeah. people will yeah. know whether you were right or wrong yeah right. that's true right. what do you think the score is going to be uh, I don't, well, I don't know. come on do you let's go 27-14 Packers okay oh man come on yeah. just say something I think, the, I, I think the Giants win by a touchdown by a touchdown give me a score 
Uh, I don't know. 2720. All right. Yeah. He, he, he got the spread. He's got the spread. I'm going 17 so. 14 Giants. The low scoring game. I'll, I'll, I'll caveat it with saying I want the Giants to win. I just don't. Yeah, think. you already shot yourself in the fucking face. I know. I don't, I don't think they will. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so, so um, you've, you've, been, you've been brewing for, for a lot of years. So, what are, what are some of the, your favorite beers or a couple of your favorite beers that you've brew, brewed from that time, you know? Back then? Well, back then, even to or now. Or since. Uh, since, now. yeah. Like in your history of brewing. Well, this one. Green diamonds, green diamonds, okay. which is oh, okay. which is very good. Which is what he's drinking from uh, other half. Yeah, yeah. So I spent a year after I left Carton. Uh, Carton, I spent uh, that's in uh, New, Jersey. New Jersey, right? So boat beer at Carton was like sort of the the beer that built Carton. I, okay. I, I think it's sort of the way we talk about it. Um, yeah. And that's one of my favorite beers of all time. Sessionable, four point two percent. Just like you know, all the good hops in the world, basically mm-hmm. Cascade. Nugget, Centennial, Citra, Galaxy, Amarillo. Beautiful. Um, wow. And, uh, you know, just super clean malt profile with a little bit of yeast character from Kolsch. That, that, I'm, I'm a big fan of that beer. I still am. Um, and then when I went, when I left Carton um, and Sam and Matt over the other half gave me a job brewing beer, um, this beer, Green Diamonds, was definitely like one of my favorites that, that yeah. they brewed and, and I got to brew I was lucky enough to get to brew that nice. beer um, so you know those two beers I the stuff that and then you know the stuff that we're brewing at Interboro here I'm, I'm super stoked about like the mad fat fluid obviously mm-hmm. delicious yes. stuff which is, um, which is very nice which premier, to me let me tell you to me it's 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 the surprise beer like one of the best beers I've had for 2016 well I thank you very yeah. much yeah, yeah. No, that, that it's was definitely, it's definitely my top five so you forgive me for not being a Giants yeah just make sure you call us when you brew that yeah, next so long, yeah so long as you let us know when you brew it again we're good I'm gonna brew another batch of Mad Fat Fluid for the end of February. Cool. Awesome. So that'll be, be here. That'll yeah, be, we'll uh, be so the Mad New York Fat City Beer Week is happening at yes. the end cool. of February. So cool. we're going to be doing a bunch of really cool events and um, getting doing collaborations and doing events all over. And, and yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to I figure I really like that beer a lot. People seem to like that beer. So I figure brew up a batch of that for cans and, and you know, hopefully people. Cool. Very cool. nice. So, be great. So again. Speaking so of, uh, of uh, brewing beer. So you guys, do you have any uh, new releases you could talk about that's coming up soon? We got a canning run that we're doing on the 17th and uh, we'll be selling the beer at uh, whatever the Thursday after that is the 19th, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing, I just brewed them this last week. It's um, one of them is called, the first one is a double IPA called bring the noise. Um, and what the hell did I hop that with? Um, <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, that it's going to end up, it was uh, Cascade, Mosaic, and then I'm going to dry hop it with Amarillo. Nice. Um, I'm shooting nice. for about 8.5% alcohol. We'll see how the fermentation goes. Um, it's got, it's sort of like, as I was milling it in, in the mill back there, I was thinking, like, this is sort of a kitchen sink beer. I, I It's got... I mean, it's a base malt of English pale ale malt, but then it's got uh, wheat, rye, and malted oats. So it's sort of, like, of all the things that uh, are sort of the, the, the protein-heavy malts that are available, I sort of put them all in. I, I, it's just sort of an experiment. But, um, you know, and then fermenting it with uh, American ale yeast, it should hopefully be real tasty. Um, and then I've got a, a second beer that we're going to release on uh, that. What I should say the date. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> the actual date. 
Yeah, the 19th. We'll, we'll release it here in the brewery here on so January 19th. January 19th. What Thursday. time? Uh, 5 p.m. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll be here. Um, Not that, five, but I'll be here that, that day. <laughs> what day does it fall again? I'm sorry. Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday 5 p.m. But then we'll have it all weekend. You know what I mean? Cool. We're not going to like. Um, and the second one's called A New York Thing. Um, right. And wow. it's uh, it's a pale, American pale ale with cascaded Amarillo. Cool. And this, was, this one was some fun because I was able to um, I split the wort after the boil and took seven barrels into a smaller fermenter we have. I can show you guys later. Um, what you call it again? A, a small fermenter. No, no, the name of the beer. Oh, a New, New York, York thing. thing. Oh, I'm glad you didn't call it a Boston thing. Or a Colorado thing. A Colorado thing. Hey, man. If it was a Colorado New York, really come dink, on. You know? uh, you, you've, been here, you've been here through the good years. You came here when hip-hop was good. So. Yes. Yeah, exactly. If you've been somewhere more than 10 years, you're, you're basically from that place. Um, so I took half or a third of the wort or a fourth of the wort, a quarter of the wort, um, and pitched Brett. So I'm gonna have a Brett Pale Ale okay, cool. with a, uh-huh. with Cascade and Amarillo, but that won't get canned. That'll just be draft. Yeah. Um, and then a uh, and then the majority of it'll get canned up, uh, 16 ounce cans, and that'll end up being like a five and a half or something like that percent sort of American Pale Ale. Um, so yeah, those those are the next two cans we've got coming out, and then we just released a new batch of our Pilsner, which has been people have been pretty interested in um, the Bushberg. Um, it, you know, it's like we, you know, we're selling most of our. We were, we're probably like uh, a huge percentage of our. I'm, I'm not going to go off the top of my head with a number, but a lot of our beer is draft, right? Straight mm-hmm. shoot counts. Yeah. And uh, the Pilsners worked really well in terms of, uh, you know, accounts are looking for something local that's a very, you know, drinkable, uh, straightforward beer. So. The Bushbergs worked really well. We just released a batch of that and the, premiere, the, and, and then the next name. week we're putting out a draft-only version of uh, Overtime. Oh, nice! And and the name Bushberg—that's kind of like a mashup of kind right. of what well, it was like, and what it is, kind of thing, right? Yeah. So like what you sort of referenced in the intro, in terms of like, well, we're in Bushwick, but uh, technically it's East Williamsburg. Right. Right. My, I had buddies <laughs> when I used to uh, put records out. I had some buddies. Uh, they were in a group called Babeltron. They lived behind the. Um, the waste management facility. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's there anymore, but in, in a little further out, closer to Roberta's, and they called it they called it Bushburg. So I, it always stuck in my head as a as a as a funny joke because it's like, you know, there's a lot of uh, gentrification in the yeah. city is is a big a deal, and and people sort of make a lot of money depending on the name of a neighborhood. Especially. You know what I mean? So yes. although the funny my joke now is that like if we call, tried to call where we are Bush Bushwick. People will call us out and be like, "You're not," because Bushwick's way cooler than East, yeah. Eastwood. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they like try and pull our card, you know. I'm like, well, whatever. I just don't. I don't want anybody beefing with us, so we'll just call ourselves East Williamsburg. But it's a good name. It's a good name. Yeah, but Bushburg is fun. Um, I, it, you know, to me, it's a, you know, it's just it's a, it's a bit of a poke at all of New York City you know, on some level, you know. Well, I mean, gentrification really changed a lot of things. I remember. Um, not too long ago, we were doing a show at, at Rockaway, and, and and Pete, you grew up not too far from there. Yeah. And that, when he grew up, compared to what it is now, I mean, it's it's night and day. Nothing. It was Long Island City. Long Island City. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. I, oh, so wait. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, R- R- Rockaway Brewery. Rockaway's the, LIC. Yeah. Bridge and Tunnel is Ridgewood, right? Right. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And gentrification has really changed a lot of things in New York. Uh, for 
You know, yeah, you, you, you know. can argue if it's for, for the better or whatever, but um, it definitely has brought about change. It's just we made have, it so much more expensive to live here. It has, but on the upside, it's brought in a lot of breweries, yeah. which, which is a positive. Um, can't complain about that. We can't complain about that, but... but that, I that could, is, who would fucking well, listen anyway? Look, I mean, you know, it is, <laughs> it is what it is. But um, I want, what, one thing I wanted to touch on with you guys, so you guys are kind of like one of the, the only or one of the only uh, breweries slash distilleries... Uh, in yeah, New York. so we're the only, we're the first brewery and distillery in New York City. Uh, there's another brewery distillery in upstate, well, out near Rochester. Right. Okay. Um, I, and I'm drawing a blank on their name right now. Um, so yeah, so that was sort of the, 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 the sort of driving force behind our, our business model was doing both beer and spirits. Um, so we have a still. Uh, it's, you know, it's a 240 gallon still, and we're we've we're, we're you know we're we've made gin, we've made apple brandy, we've made uh, whiskey, or you know, distillate to become whiskey. Because technically, whiskey has you can't call it whiskey unless it's actually had time in wood. Right. Okay. Um, How much time? Any time. Okay. Like literally, like I submitted <laughs> a. a so, like, in the whole TTB, federal government process, uh, a COLA submission is, is you need to get the label approved, right? The, the federal government re- regulates um, the naming and la- labeling of alcoholic beverages to make sure that you're not calling something like, nerve, you know, nerve tonic and it'll make you smarter or something. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's because that's what happened, you know, pre-prohibition. People were going, you know going around selling alcohol and saying that it was medicine. Right. Right. And so, um, which, which it kind of is sort of, but it kind of is. Yeah. But, uh, that aside, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, so I tried to submit our, so we have a white whiskey where we call a white whiskey, which is really a neutral spirit called negative space, which is the, it was the, the distillate that didn't fit in the barrel. Right, like I've made enough. That right, like I filled a 53-gallon barrel, uh, first-use American oak, with 125-proof whiskey or distillate that will become whiskey when it's aged for four years. And but we wanted to like give people a taste of our sort of white dog or moonshine or whatever uh, new make, whatever you want to call it. And we wanted to call it white whiskey, and it got rejected. And they were like, it has to be, if it's going to have the name whiskey. It has to have been in wood for at least a second. Stop. Like, they were literally, like, I, we spoke to some uh, analysts who told us that you could have it pass through wood, and then you could call it whiskey. Wow. Or you could age it a day in a barrel and call it whiskey. But then you would also then have to put an age statement on it, and you would have to right. say aged. 24 hours. <laughs> Or whatever, yeah. one three day. Seconds. I mean, or you know, less than three. I mean, really, what it is is that once you hit, it's it's less than four years. Because if it's four years, then you don't have to put an age statement on it. Okay. So that's why. If you, I mean, I don't know if you guys are. Are you guys bourbon drinkers at all? Or? Yeah. A little bit. I'll, I'll drink some bourbon occasionally. Right. So I'm a bourbon drinker. So what you, what you've seen in the last a, a big trend in American bourbon and whiskey production over the last few years has been that brands are removing their age statements so stuff that used to be five years six years seven year whiskeys now just doesn't say which means it's the minimum right like if, if they're taking it off then they're 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 because the, 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 the bourbon supply in america is drying up 
Like there's not, there's way more people drinking bourbon than there are people producing bourbon. And <laughs> there, 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 there will probably end up being more bourbon than people need in the future. Right. But, at, but for the time being, because it is a product that has to be aged, it, People, there was not enough inventory. Right, you know, can't produce you know, it fast they, enough. Well, and and they didn't produce it fast enough. More importantly, right, like they, you know, whatever, four years ago or five years ago or six years ago, they just weren't making enough to, to meet this, the demand at the moment. So, uh, so what's happening is that some really good bourbons that would have been really great six and seven year bourbons. I mean, because six years, what I've learned in my bourbon drinking uh, and education <laughs> is that uh, like five to six years is a really sweet spot, right? Four years is great too. Like American bourbon is a four-year aged product, um, but five and six years is like pretty sweet. Like you don't need to go to twelve. Like you pay a lot of money for twelve, but you used to be able to get some really good years, good six-year stuff, and it didn't cost all that much. And now it's all becoming four year. But four year is great too. I mean, American whiskey is four year. American bourbon is a four year age product in first use American oak, and that's what it tastes like. So it's not, um, you know, we're not, nobody's suffering. You know what I mean? The, right, the, right, the, right. My analogy, and this is maybe, you know, you can let me tell this a little and then cut me off and do something go else. Go ahead, go ahead. But like, if, I mean, bourbon is if like, there was a law that was, if the IPA lobby got really big and got Congress to pass regulations that said that IPA had to be brewed with mosaic and citra aged for 14 days with, you know, a specific yeast, then, like, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between anybody's IPAs, right? right, they, right. Would, they, would, they would be like, oh, that's IPA, and it would just all become IPA, and that's what bourbon is, right? Like, mm. it, 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 it's... You're, it's confined pretty by what the ingredients and the process are pretty tightly by what its uh, appellation is. And so, you know, there, there's people can definitely taste subtleties and differences, right. but like it's for the most part, they're the same shit. It's at least 51% right. corn, it's Asian first use American oak at least four years, and like that's there it. There you go. I mean, that you put distillate in wood and like. It takes a it picks up a lot of flavor. So, we're working on that. We're trying to make some bourbon. We're trying to make some um, some non-bourbon whiskey. We're trying. We've done some apple brandy. Um, we've got gin. We're working on some really exciting gins that'll be like um, hop. We got a, a gin that's going to be coming out called Brewers Cut. We're working with another distiller who does vacuum distillation, mm-hmm. arcane distilling. He's make he makes really cool beer whiskeys too under wow. the, under the brand Lone Wolf. Um, that where he like does vacuum distillation, which preserves the aromas and the flavors, doesn't cook it, so he ends up with like whiskeys that taste like double IPA. Wow! Um, yeah, really cool, really cool shit. Nice. And so he's gonna do some hop distillations for us, and then we're gonna blend that in and make some gins and some whiskeys. Yeah. Um, I love gin. Bring so, it my way. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we're so we're working on that. Um, you know, the distillation side is really like the way I just talk about it with with our staff and, and is is it's like we're only limited by our imaginations and our ability to, to source ingredients. Um, that's what I'm hoping, right, is that, we, that we're, we're able to just create really cool stuff that's not limited. I mean, I want to make bourbon. Don't get me wrong. Right. I want to make whiskey. I want to make barrel-aged products. I want to make barrel-aged products. I selfishly want to make barrel-aged products so that I can then turn around and put beer in them and, and make <laughs> yes. beer that's been aged in my own barrels. And, like, that will be really cool, too. 
Um, but it's it, it's really a, a uh, the whole plan is sort of a a, a, a path to flavor. You're like, how are we going to make right. really cool tasting stuff so that people want to drink? It seems like you guys are almost like ahead of the curve because you would think you're looking at the craft you're seeing and, and it's, it's continuously evolving and it's almost like the next logical step is you come into a brewery and you can have all these different types of craft beers and why not also have these different types of liquors that are that are also created on site i mean i hope yeah i mean yeah i mean you pete you had uh, you had a gin and tonic as soon as you got here i mean what'd you think of i that? did i fucking loved it actually you know yeah, I mean, we're gonna be we're gonna be putting the gin and tonic in, t- in cans stop it yeah really yeah oh, we're gonna bad. have it we're gonna oh. I'm I mean, assuming the TTB signs off on my, you know, like my formula that I submitted, like we're going to be doing gin and tonic in cans, it's hopefully as soon as uh, March or April. It may, wow. it may take longer depending on, on regulatory. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm smiling it, like a little the kid. Great thing, <laughs> the great thing I get, I mean, you know, as a, like I said, I, I, part of my job here is bartender, right? A lot of what I get is like, I get people who come in who are ordering gin and tonics and they're like, well, my boyfriend loves beer, but I'm going to chug these. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and, and, you know, not to be crass, but it's like, we're, you know, we're like really hoping to like, we want to be able to present products, alcohol, beverages that are super tasty for, you know, everybody. Everybody. And and it makes sense. Even like you come here and like, you know, we were talking about this, but before we got on air, but like, you know, we're a big, IPA, double IPA, you know, kind of group. But it's like, to be honest, you, you may not be able to drink those all night long. Like, you may want to switch. You may yeah. want to go to a lick, you know to what I mean? To be honest, like, you probably can only have, like, two and then and still speak coherently. Well, we try to push the limits, you know. We try to push the limits. I mean, that was but. what, when I was working with Augie and his cousin Chris to, at Carton to... And, and, and we, like, came up with Boat. That was the whole thing, right? Like, we Boat's were like, delicious, by the we, way. We were like, we love... IPA. We love double IPA. But, I mean, Augie used to have this story where he'd be like, we would, he, me and my, and this is him speaking, right? Me and my cousin would invite people over to, like, we, and we were going to go out, and then we would have, like, two of our, we'd buy a six-pack of, the, like, 8% of, like, say, you know, um, something from Lagunitas or something from, I mean, this is Jersey, you know, six years ago. So, right. like, yeah. whatever you could get, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then we wouldn't get off the couch. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, once you've had, like, two 8% beers, like, where's yeah, your you motivation level? Yeah. Kind yeah. of oh, like, right, away, anywhere. right away. You're like, I'll have one more of those. That was like after like, I drank, yeah. like, two Waldos and I didn't want to fucking move. Right. Yeah. yeah. So then Boat became this answer to that, right, which was, like, we can make something super flavorful with tons of hops and still... And the reality is they never got off the couch, but instead of two beers, they had six. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah. and that, you know, and, and, and both serves all sorts of utility beyond that. But And you expand the market, right? Because now, you, like you were, you were saying in, in your example, like you have, you know, women coming in and, and some women, yes, they love craft beer, but, but it's just having that other option to drink. And I, and I feel mm-hmm. like certain, especially the lighter liquor drinks at least for me personally like you can drink more of those and you'll be more active and you'll be more willing to kind of like you know hang in there for a little longer as opposed to drinking some of the heavier stuff so i think from a business standpoint it makes really good sense but you would just think from like how the movement is evolving like it it's almost like the logical next step you come into a brewery and why not also have you know whiskey gin whatever it is well, on there as well in, in that regard we're really lucky to be in new york because New York's laws are super liberal mm-hmm. in, in terms of, of liquor regulation. A lot of states, a lot of neighboring states, um, 
you can never operate this facility. Um, really? Yeah, no, you couldn't put a still and a brewery in the same yeah. facility. Like, like, yeah. Um, New York uh, likes the, its alcohol. New York, Cuomo, <laughs> and before Cuomo. I mean, everybody's... Drinkers. I think, I think to some degree. Well, I think to some degree. I mean, not, I, you know, I'm Alcoholics. not. A, I don't. I'm not a political analyst at all. But I think to some degree, we there are. was a little bit of catch up that was being played by New York with Pennsylvania and Massachusetts. You know, um, and then they just like went way past. <laughs> you know, and, they, and, and because it is a job creator, right? Like we've opened. We opened up this tasting room three months ago, and we've got six full time employees now. Well, right. sorry. Myself and Laura, are, and, and, and but we have four full-time employees, right. and then we have a bunch of part-time, you know, a yeah, bunch of part-time employees. It speaks to employees. commerce, right? I mean, and I'm, so it's like you know, it, it, as a you know, if you're hopefully if you're a legislator, you're like, hey, I want to like, if you're really not, if you're not full of shit, and you're actually trying to like help improve policies to create jobs, then you know, small businesses create jobs. People, there's a there's definitely a true movement of people who want to like consume stuff that's local. I mean, yeah. it, and it's not a—it's not just this like gourmet, organic, fetishist thing. It's like it, it, it's also people who just you know it, you know who want it. It's like this. To me, the analogy—the best analogy for the movement that's happening in breweries right now is restaurants. You know, it's like you you know like you someplace opens up that's in your neighborhood that's good and you like support it because like sometimes you come home and you don't want to cook. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And like you want there to be a good option. Yeah. And so. Um, you guys I, are a good option. Right. Well, that's for and, sure. And I, th I think especially you, know, you hit it on the head with the drinking local. And I, I think especially on the craft beer scene, it just seems like if it, there's almost a sense of pride attached to like if there's a neighborhood place that makes really good beer that someone, let's say, in like California can't get and they want. Like it, it almost like obviously you go for the taste and the flavor, but, but it, it makes you feel there's a communal sense to the craft beer, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, the community is, is huge, right? Like, that's what, that's what is, is, I think, definitely part of what's driving it. It's, you know, it's, it makes it fun for brewers. It makes it fun for consumers. The fact that brewers are, like, you know, super willing to work together, do collaborations. Yeah. Um, and you guys support do, do each events other a lot. together. I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. It's, it, it, it the guys who I've worked with and worked for and and have worked for me, you know, it, it, it's all people who I consider family. And there's not a lot of like, there's not a lot of fear of competition, I think. And, and I think that I used to work in music and in music we used to talk a lot about in like super niche underground hip hop. We used to talk a lot about like rising tides, raise all ships, right? Like if, if you know, if an artist from Minnesota who was like a, you know, a, becoming a very successful artist got more fans, that probably meant we would get more fans. Because if you're just, it's about opening people's eyes to, op, to, to sort of, you know, subculture or just culture. You know what I right, mean? Like right. in terms of like. This saying, is why we're here. You know, Absolutely. in terms of here. saying like, look, this is this guy makes great music, but he also makes music with this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and they all make great music too. And none of it's like some. You may think this is your favorite guy, but you but you can't listen to. It. I mean, you can't drink the same beer every. I mean, most people don't want to drink the same beer every day, right? right. So if they want to drink a, a Green Diamonds, but then they're like, well, what else should I drink? And they're like, well, right. you know, Interboro and and that guy know each other, or like, 
they know the guys from Half Acre or they know the guys from, you know, wherever. And or, like, if, probably more what happens is that somebody has, like, Trillium because everybody's like, this shit's incredible. Yeah. And, like, drinks Trillium. Yeah. And then they're sure. like, but I can't, but, but, uh, you know, it's flavor, right? Like, it, it, nobody wants it. The whole point is you don't we, drink you it. You know what? I, I got to say, like, that, for me, that analogy really hits home because I'll equate it back to Underground Hip Hop. Like, I really started to getting, like, I, I listened to a lot of mainstream hip hop and then, like, maybe 97 around there I started getting into underground hip hop and back then it was it was you know like you would have to listen to like a group or a guy and he'd have a guest spot on and you're like that guy's not bad let me listen to him yeah, and then you'd find and then his you'd him and then, you, and then you yeah. see the people he's with and that's and a lot and, of times they're affiliated with crews so that right. would teach you about two other guys mm -hmm. and yeah. before you knew it you were listening to some guy from LA who you had no idea why but you were like but this shit's dope but yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? exactly. like, you know, exactly. like that's dope so that, that, that actually leads me to so obviously you know, you, you, you're, with your background and everything, and the naming of your beers, I mean, like, you got Halftime, you got Mad Fat Fluid, I mean... Yo, I just thought of another Nas reference, I'll tell you guys. Yeah. I might yes. make this beer. Hold Nas, on. of course, right. Nas. <laughs> from Queens, by the way. Exclusive. I'm stoked about this. From Queens, by the way. Hold on, hold on. Queens all day. There's an exclusive. Oh, yo, another dose and you might be dead. Oh, yes. Oh, I was thinking that might be. That's like a great a, name for a beer. Another dose and you might be dead. I was thinking. It's going to be like an imperial stout or yeah. some shit. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. I have a problem. Uh-oh, what's your problem? Um, you have no yeah, beer. Have I have no beer. Yeah, I'm I, empty I, right I, now. I'm in the same place. Can we pause and everybody go get a, I go get us all beer? I mean, um, you can get us beer. We can't pause. We can, yeah, no, you mean, guys talk. For, I'll get us beer. What do you guys want? A fucking shit. Hey, man. Yeah, premiere. Um, I'll take uh, Premier. Mad Fat Fluid. I know I you got it. Hide it. <laughs> you're hiding. You got it. You're somewhere. hiding it somewhere. Yeah, you're hoping it was like, yeah, right in the back. Don't I got some. Oh, uh, base in your face. All right, I'll get you. <laughs> so so uh, if he pulls out a can of Mad oh Fat Fluid, God. I'm gonna throw it in your face. <laughs> oh Yo. man. Yeah. He's going back. Uh oh, special place. So if Yo. he has a Mad Fat Fluid, you're sharing that with <laughs> I am everybody. Not sharing. Anything. Oh, shout out to I'll Mark, who, who, Mark, you disappeared for like an hour. Yeah, thanks for arriving late, Mark. Mark, what hop happened? on the mic. Tell us what happened real quick. Come on, we yeah, need, yeah. We need a 30-second story. How about you share that pizza you so, had So, there? Mark, you showed up, and then you were going to get a, a a chip for the uh, fresh camera. Out, fresh fresh from England, by the way. Fre he came. He flew over from England. He made a stopover in France, and he came here, and he's wearing a great hat that he bought in France. And, Mark, tell us what happened. Is it Russian? No, it's not. It's just England. So... Um, <laughs> I took a trip, I took an Uber to uh, Walgreens. I got my stuff ready. I got I got everything. And next, you know, I'm waiting for my taxi. I'm waiting for my taxi. And next, you know, and I was like, you know what? All right, cool. I have Wait, enough you took time. a taxi to the pharmacy? Uh-oh. He does have a... I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are sharing that, I'm not sharing shit, motherfucker. You are sharing that. Fuck your couch. <laughs> well, anyway, back to Mark. Let me see. Fucking touch. Hey, I gave you one for Christmas. Give a fuck. <laughs> I hate Christmas. Mark, go ahead. Well, after I was done buying the chip and a couple of things I kind of need because it's outside, it's freezing cold. So I decided to you know what? Um, I ordered for my Uber. It said he's gonna come in like five minutes. So I was like, all right, cool. Five minutes. I wait like another two. Your minutes. Uber driver is a piece of shit, Mark. Yeah. Wait for two minutes, and the next you know it, the it told me that the Uber canceled. Ooh. So I was like, all right, whatever. Call a new one. Wait for ten minutes. I was like, all right, whatever. I have, that gives me enough time to go to the pizza shop, get my get a, like a two slice and a garlic nuts, you know. Garlic nuts. Yeah. Okay. So I'm on my way. I go to the pizza shop, got my stuff. And no, it's cool. Know, I mean, this is radio, so take your time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I Real get to drink, I man. get to the spot. I get my own food, 
and the next thing you know, I'm waiting outside, and the guy cancels. Oh. Again. And then I call another guy. The guy's like, all right, I'm two minutes away. Boom. He finally is there. He, he finally arrives. Get there. I'm driving halfway, and somehow, some reason, he took a, like a, a not like a main road. Mm-hmm. He takes like a, a short, narrow road. Oh whatever, no, he got and stuck. He got stuck. Oh, he got stuck. All times he gets stuck. Great story. Now get the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, the most important thing is Mark. You're here and you're taking pictures and you're good, right? Yeah, I'm good. No, speak to t- Tell us to the mic. You're good. You're good. You're good. I'm good. I'm good, guys. Excellent. All right. We're he, glad you made it. Mark from, flew in from France just to do this. So, <laughs> Shout out to Mark. Thank you. You're I, welcome. I knew he was hiding his stash yeah. back there. You know, this he's got like two cases. This must be the last can of no, mad fat fluid. Is, no, I got to I got to I, I, Come on, man. <laughs> come on. I got quality control. I got to, like, you know, yeah, I got to drink this stuff in, like, two oh, months and see how it tastes. Wow. I, w- I wish we all would ask oh. <laughs> mad fat fluid. That's all you had to do is ask. <laughs> I know. I know. That's, that's the magic. Don't be mad. I'm, I'm, I'm a little mad. Cheers, guys. Because I gave you, you a couple of my cans. So oh, my God. I'll give you some after you drink that. Shut the fuck up. Fucking vagina. So, um... So besides Interboro and uh, other half, any other brewery you enjoy strolling into, buying some cans from? That uh, I was just hanging out with my buddies from Threes. That's part of the reason that I was late. Was <laughs> they were like, Threes is cool. They were like, Oh, don't, don't worry, we'll get you there. And then, okay, uh, they, they fucking did, lied. They didn't. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Threes. I'm a big fan of Transmitter. Um, Shout out to Transmitter, yeah, Rob out there. Rob and Anthony. Yeah, um, they're. They're both sort of mad scientists and, and um, in their own particular ways. Uh, Rob, Rob is like a, you know, like, like electrician genius um, and great brewer. And then Anthony does like crazy shit with yeast. And, Here's and the real question. The brewery that needs to step it up. <laughs> <laughs> because Interboro. Inter- oh, <laughs> <laughs> There's only one direction to go, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I, um, just going back to the whole, the whole hip-hop thing. So obviously you were influenced. You really think I'm going to call another brewery out? You're yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we try all it was, it was a question. You get, <laughs> you get somebody to answer that shot. question, then hey, I, I'll give you $100. <laughs> <laughs> That's an official challenge. But um, I, I actually want to explore. That. No, was it you? Because it was a good try. It was a good try. It was a good try. I want every time. I want to explore. Two more. There you go. I want to explore more the the hip-hop background and Obviously, that was a that was a big motivation for a lot of the names behind the beer. So, just give us a little glimpse as like you know how you know how you were involved in that scene and how you brought that into the craft beer scene. Um, I was involved. I started out as a DJ. Um, DJ, E S E. Oh, S A. What's up? What's up? Coño, papi. It was. I literally was like in the basement of City College. My like probably third day there and heard um, KRS-One um, oh shit Re- Return of the, you don't like Chris come on man <laughs> you know Chris you know whatever. Return of the it was off the Return of the Boom Bap um, dun 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 oh dun, shit dun, yeah. yeah of course um, and I was like where's this coming from <laughs> and just like follow the speakers and it was this was like the city college radio station not the one that's on the famous woo album where they're like Wu-Tang again and again yeah. but yeah, again but the, and again. There's, they have two radio stations up there and one of them only broadcasted in the in the on campus didn't I mean it had like FM but it was like really really small low power FM and I walk around a corner I'm like where's this coming from and and they're like 
there's a door and it's a radio station. And they're like, do you want to be a DJ? And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. And they're like, yeah. And then like, they, it turns out they've been making announcements all day asking people to come into the radio station to be a DJ. But I didn't hear that. All I heard was KRS-One. And they're like, oh, you're a white dude from Colorado. Will you play something other than rap? And I was like, sure, I'll do a punk show. And then mm. like, because I had a huge punk collection. Um, and then, of course, all I did was play rap. So, <laughs> and and uh, your favorite yeah. rapper? My favorite rapper? Yeah, That's of all time. all time, all time. Your uh, personal you know favorite? Wait, wait. I, I, if you can't That's give really us, hard. can I give you like ten? Give me a top. <laughs> give me a top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. Five. Top five is fine. All right. J. Okay. Doom. Okay. Nas. All right. LP, my old buddy and homie, and. I don't know. Can I just do four? <laughs> best I mean, lyricist of all time. Best lyricist? Do not fail me on this one. No, you know he will. I mean, Nas, come on. Like, yes! Yeah. Right. That's what I'm talking about. He came It made up for the whole Mets he, rat song. He knew what you were he, looking you know, for. I, 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 I mean, I, I know a lot of lyricists. I mean... Nas is the best. I so mean, what do you think about some of these, like, underground... Like, do you, are you still, like, kind of involved listening no, to, like, no, underground? No, no, no. no, no. no, 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 no. I I really like I sort of moved out. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I was I, I worked at Def Jux for ten years, um, and then Jux was sort of like didn't like fold per se, but it wasn't able to pay me anymore. And oh, so, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time to move and, on. At that uh, point. And those are my homies. You know what I mean? Run the Jewels. I'm a huge fan of Run the Jewels. I was just listening to that on the way over. Run the Jewels three on the way over. Um and uh, went and worked at another record label and realized that it didn't mean so much to me right. work just working for a record. Because Jux, I, like, helped start and, like, helped get off the ground. And, like, it was – those dudes were my homies, like. Um, and then realized that – and that was sort of when, like, beer was, like – my brother-in-law and my sister both worked at Terrapin in, in Georgia. And I was, like – before I went and worked at the second record label, I was like, what how, what it take to get to, into beer? And they're like, oh, don't even try. Like, everybody wants to work in beer. Like, yeah. <laughs> you have it no won't shot. work. Um, like, you just won't get a job. And, and then in the year I was working at the second le- record label, um, my, my Augie was like, I want to open a brewery. And I was like, oh, yeah, really? Okay, let's do, <laughs> let's do this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I was really more like, yeah, sure. And he was like, no, really, I want to open a brewery. And I was like, okay, yeah, do it. Like, let's do it. And then, like, we actually, like, did it. And he always would, like, talk about how reluctant I was. And I don't think I was really reluctant. I think that it was more, like, making a decision to, like, not, like, I mean, you know, I, I had a one-year-old kid and a wife and was trying to, like, be an, a, an adult. And so, like, <laughs> trying. you know, so you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, and not, like, you know, I'm not, I couldn't just, like, jump in feet first without knowing it was real and so i think that was sort of my my reluctance but um yeah no i think music um to me i mean just get back to what your question was i'm sorry i ramble a lot no no no, i think that i think that it's sort of touches on what i was i mean like niche niche music becomes something that people can identify with right Mm -hmm. like you guys talk about sports like there's a lot of people in the world who identify with sports but there's a lot of people who identify with 
with whether it's punk rock or or hip hop and then underground yeah. hip hop and you get yeah. more and more subculture and more and more subculture and people feel like they they can identify and express themselves by Absolutely. Because if you meet somebody and you're like, I'm a Doom fan, I'm a Nas fan, like, you, I know who you are. You know what I mean? Like, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you, you sort of think that you can sort of True. identify people based on, on... And music is better than, like... Music is life. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, Speaks it, to music, many different people across yeah. the country. Yeah. If you're, especially rap where life. you're listening to people and there's a lot of, like, sort of yeah. e- ego and philosophy being expressed that, like, you know, a lot of people get turned... I mean, you know, I'm always, like... I'm gonna put this rap record on and see who gets pissed. You know what I mean? Like, people, you know what I mean? Like, people, some people. There's a lot of stuff in there that like people don't want to hear. Right. right. Like, they, they, they can rub people the wrong way, but like, um, they usually tell a good story though. Yeah. Well, I'll say this: I've been to a lot of breweries, and by far, hands down, your brewery plays the best music Hell I've, yeah. I've, ever, I've ever been to. Well, thank yeah. you very much. I think that any, night, every, any, everything we ever wanted to hear just yeah. started coming on. Yeah, like, like, I hear you. Literally, like, this was the first time I heard well, Nas was, yeah, in a brewery. Shout out to Queens. It's a brewery should have been in Queens, if you ask me. Don't worry, they still are in my mind. Any chance DJ SA will come back at a future event at I'm trying to convince the dudes at KCBC. So KCBC and I did a collaboration, which is called Taco Wednesday. Wow. <laughs> right. Wow. Heard about that. Right. Uh, heard right, about right, that. Right. Taco Wednesday. And that's yes. going to be, it's like a hoppy lager. And I'm trying to, I haven't, I haven't like started twisting arms yet, but like I'm trying to talk to them about doing a release party on oh, a yes. on a Wednesday with tacos and then nice. like, and then let me DJ. Nice. I was DJing like while I was at Threes. Um I'm sorry, excuse me. While I was at Other Half. Other Half. I was I had a regular once a month night at Threes called mm. called Tasty Beers and Tasty Beats. Mm. And it was nice. fun. But once Laura and I started really getting this thing off the ground, I just couldn't go out on a it was Thursday night I think and I couldn't go I just I yeah, too much on your hands. With my family. Yeah, I mean, now, and I now have two kids, so wow, it's like, nice. you know, like, That's congrats. Awesome. Yeah, my son, William, shout out. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to William. Stella. Yeah. She's three. She's shout awesome. out to Stella. Very nice. Look, I, I hear, I actually have three kids, so I, I know. Really? Stuff. All right. Respect. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I got zero. I'm it's, sure. it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. And my, my oldest is six, so it's a lot of yeah, work. Yeah. When yeah. they're little, too. Like, my daughter is. Me and Mexican Pete got zero kids, and we're stressed I mean, more than you guys are. From, <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't think I have any kids. I don't That's think. You well, at least part. from what I know. It's when they show up in five years, and they're like, where's my child support, motherfucker? I'm like, oh. It's funny. You always see like single people say, "I'm so stressed," and then like the, the people with with kids just laugh. They're just yeah. like, "Really, really, you're stressed?" Fuck out of here. It's a blessing, but you know, oh, absolutely, it, it's it, a blessing. It, you know, I definitely like eased back on the the DJ. I, I mean, I play records here, and we originally the thought was to put two turntables there. You guys totally should do that. But oh then my I'm God. like, what? Awesome. I, yeah, when am I really going to get a chance? I don't know. I have another turn. My wife would be nothing but, like, take the turntable, get it out of the house. Get <laughs> 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 right all the records. Do, Do it for right your wife. Like, Come on. Just yeah. for her. Just yeah. for her. Yeah. No, I really, yeah, I should. So <laughs> I, I have a really serious question for you. Yes. Can you tell, of, tell us uh, about the brewery cat bingo? Bingo? <laughs> <laughs> so Laura, my business partner, Laura, rescued bingo from the North Fork or whatever ASPCA. He's a he's a he's a feral. He was a feral cat. He's a hunter. Nice. Oh, shit. And he's a serious dude. Like, and he really likes human att- uh, attention. We saw him last time here. He was. But all now over the he's place. not. He's, he's, he's been, hiding. 
I think it's the winters got him down because it's cold. But uh, yeah, Bingo's Bingo's the man. I'm surprised he's not out here right now. Um, But yes, Grand Street is not an ideal place to put a brewery. (laughs) If you think about the, you know, sort of vermin. Yeah. So having so having a a hunter as as a cohabitator is is a big deal. So he's he does his job. He's great. Awesome. So oh, that's, you know, and, and every that brewery in hair. Brooklyn should have one, as far as I'm concerned. There you go. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, I apologize. I'm drinking all this. I, go fuck, fuck yourselves. Fuck you with your mad fat. I want to try it. You bastard. <laughs> go for it. There you go. Mad you fat made it. Fl- yeah. <laughs> God, mad fat fluid. It really, that was one of the surprise beers for me. You guys want some, for real? Yeah. Fuck no. Is awesome. it holding up the way you think it, or imagine it would? I mean, you know, what happens is that, like... <laughs> that was a no. It, it, it gets tangier, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, a little it's bit. still hoppy. It's still so hoppy I always ask this question. I mean, so when that's you... Like, that's like, what, that was canned on November 30th. Um, what's How today? long should you wait on these cans, when it's IPAs especially? I hear I did, three I, to a month, three weeks to a month. I mean... We, we've heard a lot of things. Like, we've heard brewers tell us that week, right. drink it, you know? I think with the, I mean, you know... My experience is the stuff that's on the lower gravity side, you know, so 8% and under, drink it sooner. And then if it's, if it's 8 up. But, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, I don't know. I think people should drink this stuff that's right funny. away. I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really I like, was, I wasn't agree with you. I've had, I, but, I, but at the same time, like, if you come yeah. here and buy, like, a couple four-packs, like, yeah. you don't, I don't want to tell people, like, well, you got to drink that all this week. You know what I mean? Like, I'll fucking drink it right now. But it well, is, what I like to is, do is I like is to spread beer. them out, you know? I like to spread them out. Have that one can that one, that one week. Yeah. Maybe a second one, then I'll wait a week. Yeah. Exactly to have you, to see how it how it how it develops. Yeah, because the flavor and then and then changes. that in that last can I'll wait man another week, which, which will be two weeks from that point in time to see how it goes. Um, but but I, I, I agree with you on that. You know, I had uh, the other half monkish uh, collab, which was already about three four weeks already in from their release, and it's 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 a lot better now than when it that was when it when it released. Yeah. Yeah. It's a I lot mean, better I think now. that my my feeling is that like I'm trying to make stuff and can stuff that is you know good when it goes into the can um uh you know six weeks is probably a little bit on the starting to get on the 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 long side of you want to drink fresh but i think that i mean shit if we're not making beer that's good in three for three to four weeks then we're doing we're doing something something yeah yeah, yeah, i I agree with you i I have a question so so before this you were at other half so uh, what made you decide to kind of Move on and, and obviously do what you're doing here at Interboro, which is great. Well, no, when I when I I, I I was gonna do this when I started other half. Okay, that was sort of that was sort of part of. They were aware. It wasn't right. like I just sort of. They stepped in. They're friends of mine, and sure. when when I decided to leave Carton, I was. Um, they were two of the. I told three people, and they were two of them. You know, right. first that I was that I was. And on the they, they put out great stuff. I and um, they and they were they were about to receive like four new tanks or something like that. And they were like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Well, I'm going to open a brewery and a distillery." And they're like, "No, but really, what are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I'm going to like 
maybe do some days on the on the line with Ironheart, and I'm gonna DJ, and, and they're like, "Well, you want to come brew?" And I was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "But you know, I'm opening a brewery." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, no, just Ironheart yeah. Canning." Yeah, yeah. Iron, yeah. yeah. Tyler, the guy who opened it, I had, when I left Carton, I was like, "Hey, would you need some help?" If I was not working here anymore, <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I'd love to have somebody come who knows about beer and like to come do runs with me," and so that was like, you know, he, you know, I thought that'd be fun too because I'd learn more about the packaging side and all that. Absolutely. So I went, um, but when I spoke, to, so when I spoke to Sam and Matt, I was like as straightforward as possible, like, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm doing this. I've got this a is partner, my plan, and that's you it. know." And then a couple months in, they were like, "So you have a business plan?" And I was like, "Yeah, I got a bit. You want to see it?" And they were like, "Yeah, sure." And then they like saw my business plan, which my, which Laura wrote up my partner and they were like oh you're really gonna open a brewery like this is like this is like serious like we had like a 75 page document that was wow, like nice. that we were you know excellent so when i went into other half it was like they needed somebody um so that to because up until that point when i started there in in like feb march of 15 they they had brewed all the beer themselves and they had I think it was three tanks coming in. They had three in the 15, and they were adding three fermenters and a second bright. And you just can't, they couldn't physically do it anymore. Right. Like, they needed somebody to, who was going to be able to brew beer. And, I, I mean, I was honored. And I, you know, hope, and I think what they just saw me as somebody who, like, they could train. I mean, you know, Sam trained me in one day on his brew house, and then I was brewing beer. The first week I was there, we brewed five different IPAs, wow. ten brews, or nine brews. Um, and I was stoked. I was like, and, and, and the last day I was there, they were gone already. They were like, because they needed also, in order to promote their brand and to build it, they needed to get the fuck out of New York and right. start going to the festivals and, and start going to... So they left you behind. So they were like... We, you got this. You got this, dude. <laughs> like, brew this shit. And so, like, the Equinox, the first ever Equinox Pale or IPA that went yeah. in, I brewed that all, you know, whatever. And, <laughs> and that was when I was like, I love Equinox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, the, those dudes, they trusted me, I think. And um, it, it was, it was, you know, it was great because I basically spent a year just shift brewing, right? Like, just all I did was show up. Fire up the you know ma you know fire up the mill mash in, brew the beer and and if, if I was lucky I mean what I was trying to do was like six a.m. to two, and then by two thirty or three I was free and I would meet up with Laura and we because we spent the first half of that year trying to find a place you know wow. like, trying to like meet with landlords and real estate people and shit like that, and those dudes were totally I mean we found this place because Andrew at other half knew the landlord. And, and got us a spot. So they hooked you up yeah, on this. Yeah. The phenomenon of can releases. How do you see that? I mean, other half is crazy. I mean, they release on Saturday and it's yeah. Well, I mean, around I've the been block. trying to mitigate that a little bit by doing the Thursday because I figure that way people who are close. I, I you know I, we don't have the demand. A you know I mean we're, we don't have we don't have the demand that they have so it doesn't matter. Um, and I want people to be able to get the beer. There's part of me that wishes we just have cans. I mean, there's a lot of me that wishes we just have cans all the time. And, yeah, yeah. and anybody who came in here would just be able to buy cans. Um, we can't can that much to do that. Um, right. And at the same time, once they're in cans, like I said, I want them to move because right. yeah. they, they're, you know, the, the hops are volatile. And like, I want people to, to drink it and, and not be drinking it in six months and stinks stupid shit on the internet like oh this doesn't taste 
very good. Right, right, right. Well, it's an IPA, and like if it was on draft only, you would have drank it within probably eight weeks. In, I mean, know. listen, you guys haven't been around that long, and you guys are already in high demand. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm working on that. I mean, I want demand, but I also want there to be product available. And and the thing, like, what happens? People come in, and they have two beers, and if there's beer, if there's beer in cans available, they buy a four pack, yeah. and that means for us, on uh, you know, in terms of revenue, yeah. people. Well, I can tell you. I can tell you this. And then we can pay more to our. Yeah. You know, well, I can tell you this much. I know I was telling you last time. I know that once you start canning, there's people from out of state that want to try your stuff. You yeah, know? no, and that's, I think that's, that's huge. A huge part of it. That's, that's huge. A huge part and, of it, right? um, is, the, is, is the demand from the traders and right. all that stuff. So, and, I, and I'm not trying to like, you know, I'm not trying to cater to that stuff. I, you know, I'm just like, I want. I drink beer from people who brew beer in in Brooklyn and Queens and Manhattan. Well. Nobody really in Manhattan, but you know Queens all day, uh, <laughs> the Bronx. And I Q-U. want people to drink those beers, and so I want this beer to be you know consumed locally as much as possible. But yo, am I stoked when somebody in like Tokyo checks into one of our fucking you Absolutely. know uh, yeah. and then like oh that's shit, awesome. they made it out there like that's crazy. You know so I mean? that's awesome. When 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 you kind of uh, as you guys move forward with Interbrew, like what what is, what is something? What what do you want other people to think of when they when they hear the hear the word Interborough like what's something you, you want them from a branding perspective or just you know what do you want them to think of like just quality man quality? you know what I mean like I just want people to, to you know it's like I want you know I want people to know that we make a lot of different kinds of beers but I think initially the cans are going to stay pretty steady with the hoppy IPAs and pails um, because that's what people want in cans um, and so I think to get some of the other stuff the stout and the pilsner and some, we're working on I've got a I said the Brett Pale, that'll be draft only. I'm going to do a Brett Saison. we got a transmitter coming in here at the end of the month again. Nice. We're going to do a gin and a, a Brett Saison. Wow. Um, wow. And, you know, so I mean, we're doing other stuff, but the stuff that's going to end up in cans is going to be the hoppy stuff, and I just want people, you know, quality. I mean, it, you know, I, I'm not trying to um, – redefine anything or be any you know reset any benchmarks or anything like that but right. i just want i don't want people to think that it's good and, well, look, and be willing I'm, to like take a chance on the next one because that's what's important right, right? you're right. too humble it's, you gotta build a well, reputation you want to crush the competition no it's not about it's not about that's what i was saying earlier it's not about crushing the competition that's one of the everybody believing that anything coming out of brooklyn is super high quality so that when they see a beer from brooklyn they're like oh word well that's the unique yeah. thing about craft shit. beer or it, Queens and Queens yeah. of course all the, <laughs> well, that, that's, that's, that that's the great thing about craft beer because we've been to like a lot of different breweries festivals this and that and it's like you don't see competition you just see oh you you brew a good beer really that's great camaraderie awesome. with like, everybody yeah. and everyone that, just helps I mean and I think that, I mean I maybe those days thing. I, I just don't think there's I just don't think there yeah. is a, a, the, you know like if I was Bells or if I was New Belgium or if I was Founders then maybe I'd be like Yo, quit stepping on my toes. But like, you know, I'm I'm not stepping on other half's toes. I'm not stepping on Finback's toes. I'm not stepping. You know what I mean? Like we're right. all yeah. sort of, as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? Like, your you market. Know, I mean, I've been to a lot of like the beer festivals. There's definitely a lot of love between Queens and Brooklyn and the breweries. I mean, that's that's great because they know that's awesome. Well, but that's the thing. Like, and, and, and let me say it, something. We have nothing to envy all these other states like Massachusetts, Vermont. Got there's a lot, a lot of great breweries out there. California. New York's got New York really City well. has a lot of great. Yeah, beer. we're working on making it better. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's what New York City Beer Week. You know, January or uh, February twenty fifth. There's going to be a big event at the Expo Center, 
Um, it's gonna be a bunch a of New York. I think we're gonna do that. Yeah, you guys should work that out. Yeah, for sure. There's gonna be a bunch of New York City breweries. There's gonna be a bunch of New York State breweries, and there's gonna be a bunch of out-of-state breweries too. Really? And it's gonna be All a great. Right. It's gonna be a great that. event for beer. Yeah. It's gonna be a great. It's gonna be a, way, a great way to showcase. And there's gonna be one New York, York City podcast. City. It's um, be us. And BT, you know, BT. and and you know, Philly's had a beer week that's been renowned for years, and I think that you know, New York, New York deserves or or. or or should own a, a beer week that like is on par with the side with the, with this great city. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Where it's like people want to come here. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. great market. Other brewers want to be fucking New York City. It's man. New York, man. I mean, this is Wait, this is it's New York. It's New York. New York. New York. All day. Fucking right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So on on that note, guys, uh, do we yeah. have any 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 parting words? Uh, I mean, my parting words is listen. I'm 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 proud to be from New York City. We have a lot of great breweries out here, from Queens to Brooklyn and even the Bronx. I mean. We have nothing to envy any other state. I mean, there's great stuff being made out of state, you know, but, like, yeah. we have Interboro, we have other have, we have Single Cut, we have Rockaway, we have LIC Beer Project. I mean, you could just name them and go on and on and on. Sure. And, like, listen, I'm happy to be here at Interboro. I love this place. Beer today, beer tomorrow. I'm happy to be beer, El Padrino, and uh, Yo, pictures. I, I just, I can't wait to go inside and listen to some great fucking music and drink some great fucking <laughs> beer. He better be throwing down some Nas, though. I hope so. Yo, he... <laughs> I'll put, I'll put <laughs> Illmatic on. You, whatever is yeah. whatever. Yeah, there you go. Break start out the fucking start to turn style. Let's do it. Absolutely. Peter, yeah, look, your last words? Beer today, beer tomorrow. We're glad to be here at Interboro uh, in Brooklyn. And Interboro is another great example of another great brewery in New York. And they, and they make fantastic beers. And honestly, like, we don't really pull any punches. If you guys didn't make great beers, we obviously wouldn't be saying it. But but honestly, I was, I was surprised. And to go back to something that we said earlier in the podcast, like, Examples just like Mad Fat Fluid, not just, but Mad Fat Fluid was definitely a surprise. Um, so many good beers here. I, I would just tell the public if if you don't know about Interboro, then then you really need to come check them out. Uh, great brewery, facts, uh, and you know, great staff, very hospitable. It's a good location, and and I, I don't know what more I could say other than like just thank you for having us. We're glad to be here in yeah, Bushwick. Thank you. Oops, thank sorry. You. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. East Williamsburg. Like 10 years ago, you wouldn't write, but now, no, no, no. It's gentrification. It's East Williamsburg. It's Bushburg. 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 And on that, I listen, guys. And uh, Mixby? Yo. Yo. Cheers. <laughs> guys. M- empty craft. Not, Not crap. crap. We can do it. Peace. Darwin Theory of Beer. Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. Follow us. www.beertodaybeertomorrow.com. There you go. Follow us. Follow us all day. IG, Facebook, all day, every day. Peace. That's how we do. See ya. Where's the fucking bathroom? Right back. Jesus Christ.